0: I really love pistachios and I have never once bought the pre shelled pistachios because they're oh. more expensive. And I'm like, I can shell it, it's part of it. And then it's like an activity, like eating these pistachios and like burning calories while I crack them. <laughs> right?
1: Good justification.
0: <laughs> All those calories in pistachios. But I bought a bag of pre shelled pistachios. It is like, lovely
1: is it a game changer just,
0: like, get a handful and eat them there's no work
1: <laughs> you didn't yeah. even realize how much work you were putting yeah. into it until you oh. don't have to do it
0: <laughs> it's always satisfying i'm like oh i'm just having i'd like this pistachio i'm having a bunch of them mm. i don't need to find like a shoe to break the shell open because this <laughs> one's totally sealed i'll put that one back in the bag for future sarah she'll know what to do with that yeah. one
1: And then it's just like unattainable pistachios.
0: I will say, when you have pistachios that are in the shell and you come across one that's not in a shell, it's very exciting. (laughs) Right?
1: Yes. That just like fell out.
0: Yeah. You're like, oh, this one's so easy. I could just eat this.
1: It escaped.
0: (laughs) Imagine having that in a whole bag. It's It's really great. I'm Sarah and I'm Ashley in high school we were best friends and now that we're old we're still best friends and we both really love the show friends we love it so much that we thought we'd rewatch it together and tell you all about it so join us to find out all the details that two people who weren't there can find out from the internet
1: could there be better friends watching friends oh my gosh can i share something like kind of serendipitous with you mm-hmm okay so with a couple a couple people I know, I play the game Evil Apples on my phone. Okay. What is this game? It is basically like cards against humanity, but really dirty.
0: Oh, it's like dirty apples to apples.
1: Filthy apples to apples. <laughs> but we were playing the version where you're just given cards and you can't like trade them out and like you have to use all of them up. You don't get new cards. Oh. So it's it's like the survivor game. So you have to be very, very strategic about where like what cards you use, because then you don't want to let leave all your bad cards for the end. Anyway, I have to share with you which one I got. And I and and I won this round because it's friends related. So the card the the card down was the best episode of Friends. The one where Joey finds blank. And I had the unlimited sandwich
0: card. Oh. And I, and
1: I played it in one. And it was it was, I thought of you.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> I've been wanting like a bagel sandwich with sprouts on it. I can't have sprouts. Yeah, that's like bacteria. <laughs> There's no bagel. I can't find anywhere near my work that has that's like a bagel place they're Mm -hmm. like go to Safeway or Starbucks and I'm like they Google Um. (laughs) (laughs) the little people who live in the Google box (laughs) I got salads for lunch yesterday and the day before from the co-op and baby usually doesn't move around too much like in the middle of the day but after both salads she was like woo like swimming all over and I was like Why is it then that you make me really detest everything about a salad if this is what you want? Like, (laughs) I choked those down (laughs) for health. (laughs) They were not pleasant.
1: (laughs) She's like, I never get this right now. (laughs) Like,
0: this is is cool. (laughs) I'm like, why do you make me go eat sour watermelons if what you want is a salad? Like, (laughs) make it not be so unappealing, please. Oh, no. I'm proud of you
1: for eating salads. Good for you.
0: I can't find a bagel sandwich anywhere. So it
1: to make like your ultimate pregnancy bagel sandwich right now, what would you put on it?
0: Of things I can eat,
1: or things that you want to eat. This is your dream sandwich. Ooh, <laughs> just go big.
0: <laughs> well, if it was on a bagel, I wouldn't have sliced turkey. But I really just want like a turkey and Havarti sandwich on some kind of like good bread uh-huh. with avocado and sprouts and like a tomato. Um, so as a bagel sandwich. Do you like avocado and sprouts and cream cheese, red onion? Ooh.
1: Quizme, quiz me.
0: Okay. Question one What name did Ursula adopt for her porn career?
1: Wait, her name that she adopted, she went under Phoebe Buffet. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't have a porn name.
0: She just used her sisters. <laughs> yeah. Which friend wins the arm wrestling match at the Halloween party?
1: So that that is the one where Chandler's dressed as the bunny and he makes his sex face. <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Uh-huh.
1: And he's arm wrestling Joey? No. Monica. He's
0: no. He's arm wrestling Ross and Ross begs him to let him win because Mona's there. Oh. And she gets his stupid Spudnik costume. Yeah. Well, I remembered the important part. <laughs> well, the answer was Ross. So, <laughs> Okay. Monica looks so good in that one. As cat. She's Catwoman.
1: Yes, she does. Good Her board. hair looks good.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, no one can wear a, a, a bodysuit that tight and shiny. Yeah.
1: Sometimes I wish I were, was a brunette so I can pull those kinds of things off. Mm. You know, like that dark, dark hair.
0: Mm-hmm. I went brunette for a while. It was kind of fun. Which famous guest star dated Phoebe and her twin sister?
1: Oh, uh, Sean Penn.
0: Yeah. That's also from the the Halloween party the one. Halloween
1: party. Yeah. I love him,
0: by the way. <laughs> Sean Penn? Uh-huh. In that episode? Okay. Yes. <laughs> or as a person?
1: Well, I like most of the things he does, I think. I've only seen a
0: handful, but he's great. So as an actor? Sure. I'm like hounding you for your, I need like a hot take on something.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Push me. <laughs> Challenge me.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Okay. What holiday does Chandler despise?
1: Oh, Thanksgiving. hmm Yeah. He's the macaroni and cheese guy with Funyuns. Yeah.
0: Who convinces Ross to get an earring?
1: Oh, it's a girlfriend. Right?
0: hmm
1: Is it one of Rachel's sisters?
0: No. No. It's Emily the worst. Ugh, I don't like Emily. I don't like Emily. Her. Ugh. <laughs> I love when Ross does the British accent. And he's <laughs> trying to explain something to like Monica, and he's like, "Ross, why do you have to go and ruin things? It's so fantastic." And they're like, "Can you just please tell it, like, tell us what's happening without <laughs> doing the accent?" <laughs> Oh, when he has the fake British accent when he's teaching his class. Oh, that is,
1: that is the best. He's like, to Roy, yeah.
0: <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> oh,
1: God.
0: Oh, the oh, best. Ross.
1: oh, he also goes on roller skates. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> Antics. Oh, that's a good Ross one.
1: Yeah. Do I have another one?
0: No, you got four out of five.
1: Yay. Good job, me. That was good.
0: We're creeping towards the end of the season here.
1: I know. We're at the one with two parts, part two.
0: I forgot this was a part two, even though I wrote part two at the beginning of my notes. And I was like, why did the episode start with laughter? What did I miss? I kept trying to rewind it. There, was
1: no, there were no opening credits, which really <laughs> confused me. I kept waiting. I was like, when, where are the opening credits?
0: <laughs> I've it like three times being like, hang on, wait.
1: I didn't look into this because it's listed as two different episodes, but it must have been an hour-long original episode because it said both parts aired on February 23rd, 1995. But this one was written by Crane and Kaufman. Director was Michael Lembeck. I don't know if we've seen Michael Lembeck yet. I don't think we have.
0: I, for some reason, recognize the name. And so I tried to look him up to see what else he's done. And for some reason, today, Wikipedia is blocked as a unsecure website. And I can't go to any Wikipedia. Oh, no. Which was real helpful trying to do this episode. So I have a lot of stuff from IMDb that is (laughs) high quality.
1: (laughs) Who broke Wikipedia? If you are out there, you just ruined everyone's lives. <laughs> every, every high schooler out there is like, cursing you right now.
0: I even went into my settings in my browser to turn off, like, stop warning me if it's an unsecure site. Like, it's fine. And it wouldn't let me go. Oh, so. no. I don't know. But what I found about this guy on IMDb is that he, um, in 1966, he graduated from the Beverly Hills High School and his classmates in a drama course he took were Rob Reiner, Albert Brooks and Richard Francis.
1: Um, Can I add to that? Yeah. Not that he was in the same class, but he went to the same high school as a ton of other famous people, including David Schwimmer, Angelina Jolie, Nicolas Cage, Lenny Kravitz, Jonathan Silverman, to name a few. This high school is like the it's like the well, machine to spit out famous people.
0: Well, it's in Beverly Hills, so <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I guess what else are you going to be in Beverly Hills?
0: You probably you probably travel there from wherever to go. Yeah. Probably an acting high school.
1: Yes, but he he his directing resume is quite extensive. Also, I mean, it included. A ton of NBC shows and others, but in, including Coach News Radio, Naked Truth, Caroline in the City, Everybody Loves Raymond, Mad About You, uh, Murphy Brown, and also Santa Claus 2 and 3, the movies.
0: Ooh, but couldn't get number
1: one. Uh, one wasn't listed. <laughs> the OG. I love the Santa Claus. Is that the one with Tim Allen? Yes. And he also directed twenty three other episodes of Friends. Oh wow! So be on the lookout for uh, old Mikey. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's what we and in- we call him in the biz.
1: We're very we're very familiar <laughs> with all these people. We don't know.
0: I don't have any other act facts, or book facts, or Wikipedia facts.
1: Oh, well, I have some perky facts, but I feel like I need to throw out a summary first. Uh, I did this summary real <laughs> quick before you logged on. So I wrote it. It's basically garbage. Here you go.
0: Is that the tagline for a podcast?
1: <laughs> Homegrown garbage. It's basically garbage. Here you go. Oh, no. That's funny. it is funny. We're funny. It's okay. Here's my garbage summary. (laughs) Rachel and Monica swap names in order to help Rachel get insurance to pay for her Christmas lights injury. This puts them in quite a predicament when they invite the hot hospital doctors over for a double date. Joey and Ursula's relationship starts to fizzle. And Marcel swallows a Scrabble tile, helping Ross learn what it's truly like to be a father. I hate that monkey.
0: (laughs) Well, that definitely sums it up.
1: That really sums it up.
0: That was good. Really good.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I
0: just... One correction uh, is that they are cute doctors, not hot doctors.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I got some perky, perky facts. George Clooney is in this episode. It's another little mashup um, crossover. I do love crossovers um, from NBC because he, he and Noah Wiley were playing um, Doctors on ER, which aired at 10 o'clock. And so just six years after this episode, George Clooney goes to star in Ocean's Eleven Oceans 12 and Oceans 13 with a number of Friends stars. So including Elliot Gold, who plays Jack Geller. Oh, yeah. Julia Roberts, who plays Susie Moss in the one after the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Bruce Willis, who plays uh, Paul Steve- Stevens and Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. All of the Friends people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of fun. I also really, really enjoy a good Oceans movie. <laughs> oh, I will watch
0: Oceans however many of them there
1: Anything are. with a great ensemble cast where it's like the camera is like panning around to different hijinks happening, I am on board.
0: I love a heist. Mm-hmm. I love those movies. And I'm sorry, George Clooney and Brad Pitt, like, yeah. I'll literally watch anything they do. Yes. Doesn't matter what it is. Agreed. I'll watch the meat a sandwich. I don't care. (laughs) Which Brad Pitt eats a lot of in this film. (laughs) (laughs) And it's delightful.
1: (laughs) My other fact is just that Marcel swallowing a scrabble tile may seem random, but it is actually it could be a reference to a curious George book that I actually own called curious george goes to the hospital and the premise of that story is george swallows a puzzle piece and go to has to go to the hospital to have it surgically removed i have read that book to my children many times and i and i had to look up look this up and find it randomly because i didn't make the connection
0: <laughs> well curious george is certainly more delightful than marcel Ugh. and also, Rachel has a curious George doll in a later episode. So maybe that really is based on this story.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: She says, like, he humped my curious George doll and he's no longer curious or something. Yeah. Good. Good pull. Thanks. Should we jump in?
1: Yeah, let's let's jump in to the opening that's really halfway through the giant episode.
0: There's just random laughter. And I this, I was just like, huh?
1: Yep. Yeah, so we open our our non open to the emergency room with Monica and Rachel, and Rachel's hobbling in. And I have to say, it's been so, like such a long time since we watched the first part. I was like, why is why is she hurt?
0: Me too. I was like, wait, what? I missed. That's why I kept rewinding it, being like, no, it's, I, is this the end of the episode? Like, like is this the tag? I missed something. Like, someone's been in my HBO account and already watched this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And when I finally did make the connection, oh, it's from her fall with the Christmas lights. I did not understand why it would just be her ankle that is hurting. (laughs) So we haven't established what
0: floor their apartment is on yet. It's high up. Yeah. She's apartment five at this point. But we can we have to at least assume it's the second story because we know Mr. Huckles is below her. But when she's like dangling in front of his apartment, there doesn't seem to be ground right there. So it's definitely at least the third story. If you fall from a third story balcony, like her hair looks perfect. Her clothes are clean. Like, <laughs> you are doing more than sprain your ankle. Here's some context. When I had norovirus, I fainted from a standing position and sprained my ankle on the way down. <laughs> it feels like coming off a balcony <laughs> would be a bit more... Um, you know, hazardous.
1: Well, her foot was the only thing that saved her because it was, like, wrapped around or, like, the Christmas lights were wrapped around her foot. So, like, okay, you dislocated something, great. But, like, wouldn't the fall down... Wouldn't you, like, slam against the side of the building somewhere and, like, have some bruises or maybe a mild concussion or something? No other dislocations, Also,
0: I forgot that her foot was wrapped in the thing. So if, like, we're to believe that she's falling head first Uh (laughs) into the sidewalk, her foot is not going to be (laughs) sprained.
1: No, the rest of her body is going to be severely mangled. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, like, this weird, like, slapstick, oh, ha, 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 she's, like, boinging, boinging as if she's on a cartoon spring. I know and she was like, "I'm fine. I'm fine." Like, what? No, you're not. You should not be. So, yeah. I was just like, "You just have a hurt foot. Why do you have to go to the hospital? You're walking on it. You're fine. Suck it up."
0: Yeah, I didn't go to any doctor when I sprained my ankle. I was like, "Well, this sucks. I guess I'll be on crutches and then it'll heal."
1: Yeah. I mean, especially in your 20s, I didn't I don't think I had insurance in my early 20s or at least any that would be of any kind of use to anybody. I think I had my college, my college, the one, the one that came with my college tuition, (laughs) which basically covered nothing. So, like, I don't think she would have even been going to a hospital.
0: But she doesn't seem to know that, like, she has to have insurance ahead of time. Because when they're filling out the form, she's like, oh, yeah, I definitely want some of that insurance to cover this. She has a lot to learn, Sarah. It's true. When they first walk in, I started writing snotty nurse. And then when I looked her up, um, she's more kindly referred to as admissions woman in the credits, (laughs) not snotty nurse. Uh Do you want to know about her? Yes, I do. Her name is Elena Reed Hall. Again, this is from, well, this is from an article I found about her because Wikipedia not available today. So I found an article from 2014 from when she passed away that had some interesting information about her. She was, one of the original cast members of the 1974 off-Broadway production of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, On the Road. Two years later, in 1976, she joined Sesame Street and played Olivia, who was a professional photographer and sister to the character Gordon. And she did that for 12 years.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And in a 2004 interview, she said Sesame Street was the best job I ever had. I still love Sesame Street. I know. In 1985 through 1990, she was on an NBC sitcom called 227. Just 227. Um, she played an apartment landlady and was best friend to star Marla Gibbs. Um, in the show's final season, she falls in love with this guy, Warren Merriweather, who's played by Kevin Peter Hall, and the two characters get married, but in real life, they were already married. Oh. And uh, this actress... Marla Gibbs she said it was a wonderful segment because we had guest star Luther Vandross who's also a friend of Elena's he sang and we had the same minister who performed their actual wedding perform the wedding in the show oh
1: my god that's super cute pretty sweet
0: she was so good in the role that some episodes were written around her she was a wonderful singer uh worked on Broadway and various shows and then after this sitcom ended she did quite a few commercials and they were calling her the commercial queen let's see she was on er nypd blue friends ally McBeal, and a number of movies including death becomes her cruel intentions and i'm through with white girls the guy that she married from that show uh, is the guy who played harry in harry and the henderson's he was seven foot two.
1: Oh my god
0: and he sadly passed away of aids in 1981 and she passed away in 2014.
1: Did you notice that Rachel's wearing a red cross hospital shirt to the hospital?
0: I didn't even catch that.
1: Yeah. She's wearing she's wearing overalls, so like it's over it. I think she, I think we see this shirt elsewhere. Maybe it was the last episode or maybe it's another episode.
0: I did see that she wears the same clothes during this double episode, that she wears in the one where Joey moves out. Oh, it's the same outfit.
1: That is really weird.
0: But we do see that shirt again.
1: Okay, so that's why.
0: Also, I love overalls. I wore them so much in the nineties.
1: I did too. Even the short, the short overalls.
0: Oh yeah, of course.
1: I think they're. I think overalls are kind of back.
0: They are back. I got a pair, and then got pregnant and kept fitting them. Oh. And I was like, I need to buy some pregnancy overalls. So I didn't get to wear those other ones. And then I was like, mm. do I need that kind of specialized pregnancy wardrobe? Like, well, let's just get leggings. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like nothing makes you feel dumpier than overalls. And do I also need to be pregnant in them? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a pair of linen ones.
0: Oh, can you ever sit down in them? Or do you have to constantly be like ironing them while you wear them? I
1: don't, I don't own an iron, so...
0: Are they not wrinkled all the time?
1: No, they're black. So it helps. I also never wear them because I don't feel fashionable. So I also only wear leggings in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I have like these clothes where I'm like, I could wear this. And then I always default to like
0: shorts or leggings. I had some style before I got pregnant. And then I was just like, well, can't wear any of this stuff leggings it is
1: don't worry soon everything you own that you wear will be covered in s- child spit up
0: i can't wait for bodily fluids yeah. all over my life <laughs> it'll be great some of them will be from my own body some of yeah. them will be from this other body it's gonna be great. and you just don't care anymore <laughs> and you probably stop showering too so it gets even yeah. better
1: yeah Oh, although I feel like as a new mom, you really learn to appreciate like a good shower. It is the most transforming thing that you can do. Even still, sometimes I'll get out of the shower and I'll just like take a huge sigh. And Tyler will look at me and he's like, you feel human again? And I'm like, yes.
0: Monica's like, oh, who's your in case of emergency? And Rachel's like, you. And I feel like that's such a huge deal when you pick someone to be in case of emergency. And I remember when I switched it from my sister and my uncle to court, it felt like so, like this is a real thing. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. This is the same hospital that we've been to before. It's the same set, like the hospital set, right?
0: Oh, from when Ross got hit with the hockey puck right? Yes. Oh, I didn't catch that. Good job. Yeah. There
1: was a machine in the back of the reception area that was like, it looked like a big monitor of some sort. And I was like, it looks like that thing in the library back in the eighties when you had to look up articles.
0: Microfiche?
1: Yes. I think they had a microfiche machine In the back and i couldn't figure out why
0: maybe it was for tiny teeny tiny (laughs) x-rays maybe for Marcel's x-rays yeah i did i put talking about monica's haircut how atrocious it looks it looks so bad and then i looked at rachel's and i was like so you had said last time that rachel's looks like a heart monica's looks like a heart inside out it's like the exact opposite
1: she has the inverse rachel
0: does but it's like messy in not a good way it's bad that's unfortunate
1: i know that they mention like oh my gosh insurance fraud but is actually using someone else's insurance a thing
0: well i mean they're pretending they're like she's basically like stealing her identity she's like pretending to be someone else you can't you can't do that
1: i mean i feel like a doctor would eventually
0: find out well I mean, I would have asked for your ID probably, <laughs> and been like, to "Yeah, you.
1: <laughs> yeah." I, I was just like, "There seems to be." I feel like there's more things in place that would prevent this.
0: Also, later when they get the call, being like, "Oh, we forgot to sign an intake form," and like, "No, no, you would not be getting in to see the doctor without no. signing those things." No, no, no. So we jump to the coffee shop, and like, speaking of unfortunate. Did you notice that Chandler is yet again dressed like an elf? Oh man, I am so excited! I may vomit.
1: Yes, and he loves geometric shapes. This blazer is so big, and it's green. It's like the Jolly Green Giant. It's it? like, and is it velvet? I couldn't tell what material it was. It was not a nice
0: material. I think it's something much cheaper than velvet.
1: <laughs> okay, but it would—it was like heavy and like fuzzy. I don't know. It was it's hilly. It was not good.
0: And Ross's hair is like so oily and slicked. It's so bad.
1: Oh my god, his helmet, uh, like a literal <laughs> helmet of gel in his hair. There is not a strand that will move.
0: No, and his tie looks like Thanksgiving. Yeah, it looks like a bag
1: of fabric scraps. <laughs>
0: I was like, who
1: who designed that? Like a child? <laughs>
0: Things are not starting out great.
1: No. Rough. Also, Joey loves oversized sweaters that he could probably literally swim in. Yeah. I'm like, that thing is so ginormous. It makes his arms look like elephant (laughs) legs.
0: (laughs) It's about that color too.
1: Yeah. I do love though when Chandler and Joey are sitting on the couch, they're sitting in like the exact same position they're both leaning forward with their elbows on their knees and their fingers laced together, like Aww. listening intently. That's like, funny. I don't know if that was intentional, but they were. It was really funny.
0: I was listening to Ross's dreams, and I was like, "Do you think that like Court loves football? Should I ask him if he's had any dreams about using our baby as a football?"
1: Um, you <laughs> should. Ross
0: is doing it. Oh my gosh, you should. Should I yell at him right now? Yeah. Hey, Court. Yay, hi court. Hey. In this episode, um Ross is like his ex-wife is pregnant and he's telling his buddies how he's had he had a dream that he was playing football with his baby.
1: Like literally playing football with his baby. The baby. Like throwing the baby.
0: Yeah. Tampa Bay is coming at him, right? Yes. And so he's like, I had to throw it because they were gonna get me.
1: Because he's a Giants fan?
0: I don't know about the backstory of that, but <laughs> Have you had any dreams about using our baby as a football? Or any other
1: weird things about a baby?
0: Uh, Not yet. But
1: as you mentioned, I always think about Anchorman Anchorman, the movie.
0: Punting Baxter?
1: And they punch Baxter off the (laughs)
0: boot.
1: Poor Baxter.
0: (laughs) You haven't had any weird dreams about baby yet?
1: No, nothing weird.
0: Do you have any concerns about being a father? Yes. <laughs> You'll you're gonna be great, Court. Yeah, you are. Thank you for the encouragement. Well, I was hoping you'd have some like funny quip, but uh, I don't on that one. <laughs> oh, <my> gosh, <laughs> we'll keep checking. Okay. Thanks for coming up. Okay. See ya. Bye, Court.
1: Thank you. When I watched this and he was talking about like his baby being a football, I mean, I know I've told you about like my pregnancy dream when i had ellie or when i was pregnant with ellie and she was just like a head and i had a head baby and i just had to carry around like this baby that was a head
0: did i tell the story on here of when court made sausages one night for dinner and i have like a real strong aversion to sausages right now and then i had a dream that it was like a red chorizo sausage was the baby and it just had like (laughs) flippers out like coming off and that was my baby
1: I know you've mentioned that (laughs) I feel like that's a pretty typical pregnancy dream (laughs) they're they're so messed up with everything happening to your body it's just your body like getting rid of all of the excess stress and other things that's that's just processing within you totally I still remember that dream very vividly And like, it's basically a horror movie script in the making. Yeah, but I was just like, oh, I love my little head, baby.
0: (laughs) So back to friends, I have to say that Chandler is like suddenly so nice and not sarcastic. And he goes, you're one of the most kind and caring men in North America. You're going to make a great dad. How is that not physically hurting him to be so genuine? I don't
1: know it was kind of out of character he like went to a different place for chandler
0: yeah but then immediately turns to joey and like says something sarcastic so yeah but uh, god i forgot joey was dating ursula and i was like ugh, this storyline he's so insensitive
1: like so insensitive he asks about like how much it costs to go to the rainbow room which By the way, I feel like anything that's, like, the rainbow anything is going to, like, automatically be expensive. (laughs) He wants to take Ursula for her birthday, but then totally forgets about Phoebe. And I'm like, you're a bad friend.
0: He might already be the worst again. Yeah, I know. I I think this is Chandler said this but um someone says the business end of a hissy fit and i thought that was pretty funny
1: oh my gosh yes that's chandler and he says if you tried that on me on my birthday you'd be staring at the business end of a hissy fit so i looked up where the expression his hissy fit came from please tell me oh my gosh so it originated in the early 1900s and at first was just simply hissy so it may have developed from the word hysterical. It's mm-hmm. not clear. Um, but it also might come from the actions of an angry person who yells and hisses while throwing a fit. Oh. So it, the term hissy fit um, came about in the 1980s.
0: I'm glad to hear that the history of it is not from like a hysterical woman. Because that's kind of what I was expecting.
1: <laughs> uh, it could have been, and, but I chose the shorter version hospital time yes we go to a very short scene in the hospital
0: but it's the cute doctors we ER. are
1: oh yes um so can i ask a question yeah. why
0: are there two doctors well because there's two of them just like there were three firemen when there were three of them. that's true that's <laughs> That'd true be even Yes.
1: I and I, I do love a good NBC crossover, although this one is not a true crossover because their name their doctor names don't match their doctor names on ER. So it's not the same hospital. It's not the same world. They're just guest stars and we are just here to watch them.
0: And I don't think anyone from Friends went on, I didn't I didn't even look that up if Friends anyone from Friends went on ER, but I doubt it. I don't think so. Um, did you ever watch ER?
1: I did. My parents were into it. So um I would I when I was a little older, I would stay up late watching it with them.
0: I never watched it until I got mono in high school and I like couldn't leave the couch and and I had to watch whatever was on. Um and then I got super into it.
1: Yeah, it was good. It was like one of the first big like medical shows that were full of yeah. hunky and
0: attractive people. <laughs> I think when I was watching it that would have been 2000 or 99, and I think George Clooney had already left by that point.
1: Oh, okay, so I
0: didn't see any George Clooney years, but Jesus has he like just never aged in his whole life except for his hair color? Like, yeah, he looks just like this guy. Like, this is from '94, he would still looks the same.
1: That was a long time ago.
0: I know, I did see that. Um, ER premiered in November of 94. And I think Friends was like September of 94. So this episode aired in February of
1: 95. Oh, so it was brand new.
0: So it was like, still pretty new, but already such hot (laughs) that everyone in the audience is like losing their mind. Because because like, George Clooney couldn't be any more charming. I know. Do you want to know some facts about the doctors?
1: Yes, from IMDb, IMDb. (laughs) particularly, (laughs) absolutely.
0: Okay, Noah Wiley, uh, he's one of six children. Oh, poor mom. He did some small parts in high school productions, but actually wrote a play and won an award for it in high school. He was on ER from 94 to 2009, 254 episodes, the most of any actor or character on the series. His least favorite scene on ER was when he had to give mouth-to-mouth to a dog and his all-time <laughs>
1: <laughs> sounds like a typical medical show
0: <laughs> right <laughs> story, that's a that's a storyline <laughs> his all-time favorite was where he stood in a dark room reading to legendary actor and acting coach Sanford Meisner Meisner hmm. never that is um in September 04 he announced he'd be leaving ER at the conclusion of the 11th season he'd been on it for 11 years and he wanted to make room for an upcoming generation and spend time with his nuclear family. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, IMDb. That's copy and paste. In 2018, he said in an interview that he started feeling worn down and less excited by his leading role in the ninth season in late 02. And as a result in the 10th season, he took on a reduced workload and he and the producers agreed that season 11 would be the last one where he's a regular, but he did come back in 12 and 15. And according to IMDB, they say in 2001, his salary for ER, do you want to guess what it was? So it started in 94, and they're saying in 2001, this is what he was making.
1: $200,000 an episode.
0: Apparently his salary for the year was $9 million.
1: Oh my God. I don't even understand what you do with that kind of money. That's just like, that's ridiculous. I know. Why? Why? Why does anyone need to be paid that amount of money ever?
0: Especially in 2000.
1: That's so ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, this IMDB, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Accuracy, but still.
1: We may need to bring on a fact checker.
0: Galen. <laughs> and then I just have a couple quotes that he said. He said, it's weird. I actually like doing interviews now. Ever since I gave up therapy, it's my only time with a captive audience. <laughs> And then he said, I'm thinking about naming my first son, Emmy, so I can say I have one. I want Emmy, Oscar and Tony, and then my daughter, Granny.
1: <laughs> oh, I like Noah Wiley. I know. He's adorable. So
0: he's um, also, he's six foot one and Clooney's only 5'11". I thought Clooney was taller.
1: I feel like that's kind of the case for a lot of Hollywood people. They're They're yeah. just shorter than you think they are. Did Noah Wiley do anything after ER?
0: It's only a video word. I was just
1: I was just wondering because like I feel like that was like his signature role.
0: I mean, this there's an article from 12 hours ago from TV Insider that talks about a show called Leverage that apparently he is in. He plays a fixer. It sounds like maybe it's a heist show.
1: Oh god, he his picture on uh Wikipedia looks real bad.
0: How come my Wikipedia doesn't work? Wait, this show he's in also has LeVar Burton. Oh. What is this show? LeVar Burton plays a small town librarian.
1: Ooh, Wiley was first seen in the Paul Bartel 1985 film Lust in the Dust, a Western explo- exploitation slash parody. And he was an extra in a local gang running the small town chi- the small town of Chili Verde. <laughs> we have to watch that movie. Do
0: <laughs> you want to know about George Clooney? Like some things that you would not know?
1: Yes. Those are my favorite things.
0: Okay. He was on ER for seasons one through five, but didn't do all of season five. And then he came back for the series finale in season 15. His parents were a beauty pageant queen and an anchor man. <laughs> like how unfair that those two mated. Like, no, of course he's so charming and beautiful. Like yeah. He had no choice.
1: And he has the best hair. Oh my god.
0: He's so funny. His cousin gave him a small role in a feature film, and that's what started him acting. His first major role was on a sitcom in 1984 called E slash R. What? And it was also a medical show. And then 10 years later, he had his breakthrough on ER. That is really weird. Right? Um, he was also on Facts of Life and Roseanne. Okay, so in 1989, he got married to an actress named Talia Balsam, and they got divorced in 93. After their divorce, he said he would never marry again. But Michelle Pfeiffer and Nicole Kidman bet him $10,000 that he would have children by the age of 40. And shortly after his birthday, they sent him a check because he hadn't had children. Um, He returned the money and bet double or nothing he wouldn't have children by age of 50. And so I tried to do some math because he looks like based on what I could find, he married Amal uh, in 2014 when he was 53. So his kids definitely came after 50. So I wonder if anyone paid up on that bet again. Hmm. Couldn't find out. He apparently at some point, I should have done more research on when, but he tried out for a position on the Cincinnati Reds baseball team. What? Yeah. And then I have this, like, it's probably an incomplete list, but a list of, like, all these, um, like, top whatever lists he's been on, like, sexiest man, blah, blah, blah. So in 1996, People Magazine had him as one of the 50 most beautiful people in the world. In 97, he was sexiest man alive by People. 97, voted Best Dressed Male Television Star. 2001, Most Eligible Bachelor by People. 2002, one of People Magazine's Top 50 Bachelors. So he came down a bit because he was most eligible. In 2002, he was number 27 on Premiere Magazine's Power 100 list. 2003, he was 29 on the Power 100 list. Uh, 2003, number three of the 10 Sexiest Men in People Magazine. He was the second man to ever appear on Men's Vogue cover of the magazine in 2005. He got People's Sexiest Man Alive in 2006. 2006 again, his co-star Nicole Kidman gave him his Academy Award for his Best Supporting Actor. He was number 16 on dh ones 100 Hottest Hotties <laughs> <laughs> at age 43. He was voted sexiest male celebrity in a naughty 40s poll conducted for the UK television station, FX. 2007, he was number 13 on the 50 Smartest People in Hollywood. He got a place in Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People in the World in 08. And then also in 08, he got appointed a United Nations Messenger of Peace.
1: So as as you were rattling that off, I was just (laughs) thinking... If you're an actor and you're, like, writing your resume, do you – like, what do you decide to include? Like, how do you decide – because you can't include everything, really, on your resume. But, like, is VH1's Hottest Hotties, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, equivalent to Time Magazine's whatever? Like how, how do you how do you distinguish? Do, d- does he have like a trash resume and then like an elite <laughs> r- resume that has different different things?
0: But how do you pick if you're going to be a hottest hottie or a naughty forties? Like, which one are you going to? Which one will you include? It, maybe it depends on which
1: role you're going for.
0: True. <laughs> I think also like he probably doesn't have to give anyone any resumes anymore. That's true, but. Of all the celebrities he probably would be one that's like here's my trash because he's a jokester so maybe he would have a trash resume it's just all this stuff oh
1: my god i love it
0: um i have just a couple more things about him I, i like couldn't stop um he loves south park he got a hold of trey parker directly and asked for a role in an episode and so they gave him a role of sparky the gay dog which involved no more than panting and yelping But But then when they did their movie, he got a full speaking role as an ER surgeon. (laughs) Well done. He was the first guest on both the premiere of the Rosie O'Donnell show and the late show with Stephen Colbert. And speaking of O Brother, Where Art Thou? He committed to the movie before even reading the script because he wanted to work with the Coen brothers so badly. And he even accepted a significantly lower salary than usual. So he could do it. Oh, Wow. On the set of The Three Kings, uh, he apparently got in a fistfight with director David O. Russell. Russell had shouted, had shouted and derided a few extras out of frustration, and Clooney did not appreciate it. And Russell has since said, I wouldn't make another George Clooney movie if they paid me two, $20 million. Well, that guy sounds like trash. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Preston gave him a pet pig named Max, and he had it for 18 years, and he's passed <sighs> away in 06. Oh, he has a pi- he had a pig. I know. Uh he grew up working in tobacco fields and in his late teens he took up smoking and did so through his late 20s. It's a decision he regrets and has discussed in numerous interviews. He finally decided to quit when his favorite uncle died after a long battle with lung cancer. His parents were non-smokers, but many of his aunts and uncles smoked and lastly he's been cutting his own hair for over 25 years using an old-fashioned floby.
1: What's a floby? Let's find out. Floby haircut ra- hair raising hair cutting experience. It's a made
0: from it's a made for TV. This can't be real. Like he that can't be a real fact about him. I'm sure people no. cut his hair, right? I'll cut that one out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a vacuum that cuts your hair. Basically. Yeah, no way
1: no i really really prefer actually prefer the imdb facts to oh my god anything else
0: so apparently this is a real thing yes no it's a
1: made for tv product
0: no it's a real thing that he uses it apparently oh really in an article from the guardian in 2020 he has admitted to successfully cutting his own hair at home using a device called a floby my hair is really like straw, so it's easy," he told CBS Sunday Morning. And then he used it live on the air. Oh my God!
1: There are <laughs> multiple videos of Clo- Clooney's secret to good hair: the Floby. <laughs> He's on Jimmy Kimmel live, saying it. He's so
0: down to earth. I like him. <laughs> Me too. Great job, Clooney. Good get, friends. Yeah. And Rachel tells him, aren't you too cute to be a doctor? <laughs>
1: I just don't understand still why there's two doctors
0: to see Rachel. But I have another question about these doctors because we go to the girl's apartment and mm. they're like, oh, yeah, I don't know if it's a good idea for us to go out with those doctors. Like, is it ethical for doctors to ask their patients out? Is that allowed? Like, as a therapist, it's definitely not allowed, but it might be different.
1: I don't think you're supposed to date your patients
0: it seems like a boundary crossing
1: yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's kosher that's not that's not cool
0: we do hear our like this is like second or third time we've heard rem playing so in a episode
1: um also rachel seems to be okay now
0: yeah like
1: completely okay
0: (laughs) same day right
1: yeah uh, I love how they scare Ross thinking that they are surprising Phoebe. It's such a great moment of physical comedy, yeah.
0: And but when they flash to the rest of the room, there are like six people at this party. yeah,
1: it's not it's not a raging party.
0: It, they look like the six like saddest extras because <laughs> really...
1: because they're not real friends. yeah, I mean, Ooh. Betty's there she said she loves Betty, but she's really sad that Joey's not there. Yeah,
0: But Phoebe's <laughs> um, so cute. She's like, she's so excited. And she's no. like, that wasn't scary at all. I, I don't understand why they
1: surprised Ross when they could have just looked through the people
0: to, con- <laughs> to confirm. They obviously know because it's such a tiny party, but someone's still coming. There's no cake yet. Yeah. Right. So let's maybe check. I didn't even think about it. People.
1: Come maybe th- maybe they're drunk.
0: Mm. <laughs> Rachel's hopped up on those painkillers because she's yeah. clearly fine. Yeah.
1: Then uh, we cut to a restaurant. I don't I don't know what time of day it is. I don't know where we are necessarily. What? We're just at a restaurant with Ross and his dad.
0: What kind of restaurant is this supposed to be?
1: I don't know, but they're eating something with sun dried tomatoes.
0: His dad cannot get enough of sundried tomatoes. Like, really feels like he's missed a business opportunity. And so then I was like, where are the sundried tomatoes? Like, why did they become popular? So I looked it up.
1: Oh, I'm so glad.
0: According to naturesproduce.com, Italians originally dried their tomatoes on ceramic rooftops in the summer sun. Um, And they surged in popularity in the U.S. in the 80s and 90s. They're often found in pasta dishes and salads, becoming a trend but then losing popularity from overuse by the end of the 90s. Yeah,
1: I feel like they're like they're not cool anymore.
0: I yeah. kind of I
1: kind of like like sun-dried tomato if it's not over like taking over everything. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it, but I never think about using it in a dish and I never see it anywhere unless it's <laughs> completely random.
0: Yeah. Well, it can be so oily if you don't do it right. Yeah, and and yeah, it's a lot of like chewy. It's like tomato jerky. Yeah.
1: Well, Ross is wearing the fluffiest red sweater. Did you notice?
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, I said, Jack Eller's so funny. His Ross's sweater is not. (laughs) (laughs) It's like someone loosely sewed a blanket around his shoulders.
1: Yeah, it's like weird. It's the material is very strange.
0: At first, I was like, Is that velvet or not velvet, but um, velour? Like, what is that? But then it's just like shiny, like chenille or something like
1: a loose knit.
0: (laughs) It's a loose, relatively open weave, a
1: relatively open weave. Yes.
0: (laughs) Um, I kept thinking of you during this scene because Jack Geller is just like full of full of it he's just so good not full of it but full of it
1: full of it he's got (laughs) it yeah he he just like marvels in the smallest things and takes such joy out of it like he's just like oh this wonderful like sun-dried tomato and then he's just talking about you know when when he became a father and like like with ross and i have to say Ross's face is really great while while Jack is telling the story because all kids love hearing about when they were babies. It doesn't matter how old your kid is. It could be like our age. You still mm-hmm. love hearing stories about when you were like
0: a little kid and little that you don't remember. Yeah, for sure. I thought like Jack was so clueless, like couldn't follow what Ross was trying to do. And then he got so sweet and like really gave him what he wanted and so ross was like "We should go to williamsburg dad like, i know <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> i also was like i don't remember this scene i don't remember ever seeing this scene in my whole life no. Uh, ever no i was like wait they've had dinner together this is bizarre
1: nope don't remember either are we going back to the cute doctors we are and things are about to get hostile <laughs>
0: Rachel, is it Rachel's shirt that's so awful? Because it's terrible.
1: Oh, I didn't even notice.
0: Oh my god, it's like a vest that was gifted long sleeves. Ooh.
1: It is kind of funny that they really take on like the worst parts of each other when they should be really embodying the best. If they're if they're trying to impress these guys, like what what where what are they doing?
0: I know. <laughs> and the boys. I don't know what kind of shirt they're called. It's those stupid high neck, no collar button up. So it like comes up your neck, but there's no, there's no fold over collar.
1: Yeah. It's just like a, it's just like
0: buttoned together. Yeah. But like too high, mm-hmm. like one extra button too much. I don't like those.
1: Who buttons it all the way up? Yeah. I mean like any kind of button up thing You don't button it all the way up, ever.
0: Court buttons up his button-up shirts, but they don't, they're regular. And then I can tell when he's relaxing because he unbuttons a button.
1: Oh. That's his casual. That's his day (laughs) to (laughs) night. Yeah, I don't know why they don't just trade names and not identities. Like, (laughs) why do you have to go the whole, the whole gambit, like,
0: Rachel got in such a good burn. You know what? Every day you're becoming more and more like your mother. <laughs> and I was curious, like, what's the most like your mother thing that you found yourself doing that you like thought you'd never do? That you're like, oh, I'm becoming my mother.
1: Oh, we all I, do. I totally know. It's just like nagging my whole family on how to do things right.
0: Oh, like eating.
1: Well. We, we know that I do that. That's a strictly me thing.
0: That's a kind thing, too. It's not aggressive. It's a no, suggest- helpful suggestion.
1: It's a very helpful, pushy suggestion because <laughs> I want you to experience the full joy of flavors. No, it's like teaching my kids, like, to wash your hands. Cr- I mean, it's like, it's good skills, but it's like, wash your hands correctly. Put your clothes away correctly. Like... I don't, I don't half-ass it and it's because my mom didn't let me half-ass it at all. Like I remember her specifically tell, like, I remember as a, probably an eight-year-old standing on a stool washing dishes and having her like, be like, nope, try it again. You didn't do it right. And it was like, you have to like dip it in the sink in the water and like, like it was very much like procedural and I find myself slipping into that sometime where I'm just like, you know what, Ashley? It's okay if they just throw their clothes in the drawer sometimes.
0: <laughs> They've at least put them away. Yeah. Not how you wanted them to, but they did do the yeah. best.
1: Yes. And I'm just like, oh, that's my mother. <laughs> what about you?
0: Um, I have that thing, but it's not from my mother. It's just a control problem <laughs> I have.
1: <laughs> okay, well... <laughs>
0: um I I didn't a negative like a bad thing didn't immediately come to mind there are plenty I'm sure I do but when she so like we grew up with a pool in our backyard we had a dope boy and every time she would get in the water or like we go to the river or anywhere like the way she got in the water she had to like wade in very slowly and was like just let me do it myself like leave me alone and we'd always be like god just get in like woo cannonball you know (laughs) and then she'd like slowly get up to like the bottom of her ribs and then she'd like do a breaststroke you know and just be like oh and she would like exhale as she got because the water like pushes out the air um i do that now Like <laughs> i used to just like run in or jump in or like me and now i'm like it's cold i have to walk in and like get yeah. used to it and then i do the like whoosh thing and i picture my mom every time and i'm like god i was so rude about that constantly
1: Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) I will say, though, my mom's task analysis OCD helps me be very efficient because it's like if you're walking by somewhere, take something with you, Mm. like put it away as you go. Like if you're passing this, do this. Like it's it's very efficient. So when I see people not being efficient, it bothers me (laughs) because I'm like, you're gonna have to go back and do it, and it's mm-hmm. gonna take more time, and then we're gonna be late.
0: I have that same thing too, but again, not for my mother. It's just like I have OCD and control problems.
1: <laughs> I have to real. I have to really rein it in.
0: It's hard. Like, why wouldn't you want to be efficient? Just do it efficiently.
1: Yeah. Kids are the opposite of efficient. <laughs> just...
0: I'm, I'm in so much trouble. <laughs>
1: I, ha- I hate to warn you, but you're 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 in for a world of chaos God, but that's your job is to, to <laughs> like imprint your neuroses of efficiency on your child <laughs> it'll be fine it'll be fine
0: i know like we all screw up our kids in a very specific way so i'll find my own way yeah, you're fine <laughs> anyway back to like them bickering i just loved like, I loved that burn from Rachel. And then I loved when um, Monica goes, I know it's pretty selfish, but hey, that's me.
1: <laughs> they were so good back and forth. The boot, like the breasts comment,
0: yeah. when she's just
1: like, I use my breasts to get attention. And Monica's like,
0: hey, we both do that. <laughs> and when Monica just starts cackling and then she's like, oh God, I'm so spoiled. <laughs> I actually laughed out loud at the TV. It's like, Ooh, funny. <laughs> but I love that Clooney like he just says, God bless a chickpea, because it's so uncomfortable and he like likes the hummus. He could literally anything do or say it. I'm yep. I'm in. I'm there.
1: Yep. He's great.
0: Except for him answering their phone. I was like, really? That's interesting.
1: That's very forward. I feel like that's a boundary that's crossed that would be a huge red flag for me.
0: (laughs) Even for the girls who are acting the way they are, I'd be like, excuse me?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Who are you? Yeah. Well, the next morning, uh, Marcel is back and their TV is still stuck on Spanish dubbing. (laughs) Did you notice?
0: Oh, yeah. And everyone's super annoyed. Rachel looks really cute in her robe, though.
1: I loved her robe. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want a golden black satin robe.
0: <laughs> Did you happen to notice what Monica was wearing? No. Good God. This might be, it is so homely. Like, this is maybe the worst outfit she's ever worn. It's more conservative than what, like, the Amish wear.
1: What I- What is it? Desc- paint a picture for me.
0: Okay. Picture this. This is what I wrote. It's like a bag of yikes. <laughs>
1: an image is popping into my head (laughs) keep going
0: sad light gray and she's wearing this really bad like it's not particularly baggy but it's a very long like tunic-y sweater but it doesn't fit and it has like a (laughs) it has like two pieces coming down from her neck that like you could tie but they're just hanging
1: like what would be in a hoodie
0: yeah but they're bigger pieces so they're like wide and flat pieces coming off the collar that are just hanging and then she's wearing a skirt that's all the way down to her shoe that's the same color and the same width. Ew. It's really 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 bad. I was shocked.
1: I must have like blacked it out because I have no memory of this.
0: I mean if George Clooney is around like who can notice anything so. That's true.
1: Only other thing is that Ursula is blowing Joey off.
0: Yeah. Phoebe's such a good friend that she's going to go talk to her sister. I know. Did you recognize Riff's this time? I did. Lisa Kudrow is so good as Ursula. I know. so good at playing both of them.
1: Yes, and Ursula gives the gift that Joey gave her to Phoebe for her birthday. I just didn't like that. She's just as bad as Joey in this episode, but
0: Joey's better than that and this is how her soul always is like very it tracks very well yeah but when we go back to the hospital and monica and the only thing i wrote is they're both that stupid
1: yeah i that i didn't i just said hospital (laughs) i didn't didn't write anything (laughs) this this episode like kind of jumped quick yeah. Like there was, it would go back and forth between scenes and almost nothing would happen. It would just kind of then, like, oh, yeah, we're here. We're still here.
0: Well, and speaking of, now we jump again, girl's apartment. And Chandler's not being helpful. And he has no. an extremely noticeable band aid on the back of his hand. Did you see that? So, okay. I read something about it. I mean, like, is that
1: from the stapler from the. The girl who he tried to date while he was firing her. Was that part one? I think it was the episode before. Oh, I don't know. Because I don't see it anywhere else in the episode
0: except for this scene. It looks really gross, too. It looks like it's been on there too long and like part of it's like rolled over itself. I was like why even if he's injured in real life like why would you have him have his hand up like this like very noticeably in the shot yeah
1: that's the only thing that I could I could think of if time is moving the way it should
0: and again what is even time in the friends universe because when is it I don't
1: yeah I don't know
0: Rachel says like she's only lived there a few months and it feels like decades at this point (laughs) it's true (laughs)
1: I, I mean, they're talking about the father-son dynamic again, and then the monkey starts, like, hacking.
0: <laughs> He's so bad. He even eats Scrabble tiles.
1: I don't understand why. I mean, we can talk about this when we get to the hospital part, but let's just talk about it now. Why, in all of New York, wouldn't there be some kind of vet, emergency vet, that's available? Like, you could not take a monkey to a hospital and be
0: admitted. I'm sorry. And if the monkey is actually choking, do you have time to even get to the hospital before he's dead? Like, it's, you couldn't get to the vet, but you could get to the hospital.
1: He's not actually choking. It's just kind of lodged and then stuck. in He I, he, he probably has to have a little... Well, that's what, another thing. If you eat a Scrabble tile with that tiny of a monkey, wouldn't you... A stomach pump would not work. You'd have to do surgery.
0: Right. And he managed to get the other two down. Yeah, there's multiple tiles.
1: (laughs) So how are they getting it out? It's not going to pass through. They're too big for a monkey inside.
0: And the monkey was just like sleeping but didn't have any, like yeah. like, yeah, he would have had to have surgery. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're not doing monkey surgery at the hospital. <laughs>
1: they're just not. I'm sorry, George Clooney. George Clooney does. <laughs> Apparently, he goes against all hospital hospital protocol and just decides to do surgery on a monkey. Is that how he gets his
0: job on ER? <laughs> He's fired from
1: the hospital. He probably thought that it was one of those medical show storylines, like giving CPR to a dog. <laughs> He's just like, oh, yeah, I just do this. I got it. (laughs) But I only know this because my sister's cat, when he was a kitten, swallowed a bunch of hair bands, which are very loose and, like, malleable and had to also, like, stomach pumping didn't work. Right. Had to have surgery. So.
0: You're you're not going to be able to puke up a Scrabble towel. Even in a person, they're not going to pump your stomach for that. No. Well, I guess in a person, you'd pass it maybe, but...
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how strong stomach acid is. <laughs> how much would it break it down, do you think?
0: We should check if VR did an episode about this. Or house. Maybe house yeah. did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what kind of material breaks down in stomach, stomach acid? Yeah. Well, wo- does wood? <laughs> I don't know.
0: It might, because... Well, I guess it would depend on how hard the wood is. Maybe I don't. I don't know. This is not a question that I can answer.
1: <laughs> this sure. is why we need actual fans who can who can write us in and tell us the answer to these things.
0: Write us in, guys. Write us in. <laughs> <laughs> Jump to the coffee shop. Yeah. Forlornly picking the petals off the of daisy.
1: Oh, <laughs> I wanted to slap him. Yeah, um, but I did. I did love when Phoebe was acting as Ursula. It was really sweet.
0: The worst part about it was that sweater, like that he yeah. bought Ursula, and I was like, no wonder everyone keeps regifting this thing. It is heinous. It's an eyesore. Yeah. But I do love that Phoebe continues to play like important women in Joey's life. Like she plays Estelle later after Estelle <sighs> dies, just to pretend to be her.
1: That's a good call. Oh my god. Joey's so trying to protect Joey. Oh, I really like their dynamic. After he kisses her and walks away, the look that they share right before he's he says, Phoebs, <laughs> it's so good. It's like so perfect. It's like this like, <laughs> oh, I know. This little knowing look. It's really cute.
0: Do they, I was trying to remember if they ever kiss again on the show. And I was thinking maybe when she like turns 30 and wants the perfect kiss or she thinks she's turning 30, but she's 31. Yes. Does he kiss her? I think so. One?
1: I think so. Yeah. I love them. I know. Me too.
0: Uh, you know who I don't love? The monkey. Herself. <laughs> everyone hates him, but they all come to the hospital to visit him. Ah. Uh... I did like that, uh, He's the tiles he swallowed were trying to spell out monkey yeah
1: that was good and ross finally feels like a dad
0: oh my god he grabs his finger and i said like i hate to admit it but this is kind of sweet but then all of a sudden court comes barging into the room from the kitchen singing the song loudly that's playing over the top of this (laughs) like completely (laughs) pulls me out of the moment and i was like Why do you know this song (laughs) what What song was it i didn't i didn't even check i'm i'm glad you asked it's don henley and it's called in a new york minute and it was recorded in 1988
1: so of course of course (laughs) knows this song i had never heard it before
0: same yeah he knew all the words and i was like what's happening where'd Where'd you come from oh i love it i did find a translation for the tag
1: Oh, do share because it's all in Spanish dubbing,
0: Yeah, which was really funny. And I was like, oh, even make a guy in the Hulu Hoops is in Spanish. Um, OK, here's the translation This I, I can't remember. This might have been from IMDb. I can't remember. OK, actually, it might have been from Friends fandom. I think it was from that reliable source. Um, OK, so Ross says, here you go. Monica says, who ordered General Sow's chicken? chandler says it could have been general Stow." rachel says look look ugly naked guy is doing a hula hoop and then everyone says hi joey and joey says hi friends (laughs) then monica says look ross marcel took the remote control and ross says the funny thing is he doesn't even like tv
1: um i really like during this whole thing their exaggerated
0: laughter yeah it's just like (laughs) ha. Uh, it was pretty clever to oh. put it in Spanish at the end. That was yeah. funny.
1: It was a pretty good one. I still think Joey is the worst in this, aside from Ursula.
0: Yeah, I, I would give it to Joey. He's not being a good friend.
1: Who Who's the winner?
0: Besides George Clooney. <laughs> no, Chandler had a pretty. He was like kind of being nice and support. Well, for Chandler.
1: <laughs> he was he was being very supportive of the father dilemma that Ross was going through. Yeah,
0: Jack did a Jack did a pretty good job.
1: Oh, I love Jack Geller. <laughs> um, I I kind of thought Phoebe was great.
0: Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, Phoebe. she tried to, like, she tried to play her sister who she hates. In order to give Joey some closure, because she knew her friend was sad, and yeah. like it was all kind of left up in the air, and he was left hanging, and she didn't want that to happen.
0: Yeah. And also, was really hadn't sweet. didn't she say in the first part of this that she hasn't seen her sister in like a years? Yeah, and they haven't spoken. Yes. So she like ended that because she cares so much about Joey. She like, went and talked to her. And you and I know having sisters, that's a hard thing to do.
1: Yeah, especially when you're fighting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, good call, Phoebe. I, like, I didn't even think about her. I think you're right. Uh,
1: We got to get Galen back here.
0: Yes, thoroughly enjoyed that episode.
1: And any other friend who wants to come on and join us to talk about friends, please let us know. We, we like we like to have guests.
0: Yeah, it's it's a show about friends. It's friends talking about friends. So the more friends, the better. It's true.
1: That that could be another tagline. The more friends, the better.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we have we have like so this is seventeen. I don't remember how many episodes are in season one. I think
1: there's twenty four. I might be. Oh, really? Though. Yeah. It, there's a, there's a lot.
0: Jesus, twenty four. Oh my God, there are twenty four. Yeah. Oh god, I thought we had like four more till the end.
1: And we got a baby deadline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true. Court was telling me he stopped listening. He hasn't listened since like episode four. And I was like, but that's the worst one. You <laughs> gotta skip that. One. Skip. Yeah. I was like, you've got to at least listen to the Galen one, because that one's pretty good. Yeah. He'll be back.
1: Oh yeah. As soon as his microphone comes, it's on. <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: Me too. Um, What's the next one called? Ooh, I don't know. The one with all the poker. Oh, awesome. That's a good one. Your fly is down, Geller. <laughs> uh, and that's when, he, oh, Phoebe and Rachel are like passing cards back and forth. Yeah. And like, like, I Ooh. just need the king and the eight <laughs> flash. Oh, <I've> got that? <laughs> But I think it's another one of those episodes of, like, girls versus boys. Like, yeah. boys are good at this thing. Girls are not good at this thing.
1: It'll be fun. Yay. Okay. All right. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. We
0: need to do it. We need to just say a goodbye, friends, so I can edit that in. Okay.
1: Goodbye, friends. Bye, friends. Better Friends Podcast is created, produced, edited, and all the other things by Ashley Madden and Sarah ryan Please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Send us your questions to betterfriendswatchingfriends at gmail.com.
0: To find out more about Better Friends, please check us out on Twitter at BetterFriendPod or on Instagram at Better Watching Friends. Thanks for listening.